Well, hello and welcome to the Caledonian Kings Wrestling Podcast. We're in episode 21 already of our pay-per-view reviews. And yes, WCW fans, we are back with a WCW show and I am absolutely delighted about it. Uh, joining me as ever, my good co-host Stuart, welcome back to the show once again. And I'm sure um, some are feeling to me at this one. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I expected uh, more of 1999 WCW. But... So, so many times, we, you know, we, we, when we pick a WCW show and we look at the card and we look at maybe what's going on, we think, yeah, let's give it another go. Mm-hmm. And every time we've went, oh, why do we keep doing this to ourselves? Constantly <laughs> down, man, isn't it? I mean, don't worry, this is going to be an entertaining podcast because if it's, if it's not enjoyable, we take the absolute piss out of it. So don't think, oh, we're in for a shocker here, we'll just bow out now. Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, so, but don't, don't watch the pay-per-view, though. No, no, don't watch it, no. Just listen to us ramble on about it. Um, so tonight's shoot, you're going to be the Dennis Rodman to my Jay Leno. It's that kind of level of pay-per-view here tonight. Yes, yes, <laughs> Um, just just before we actually got into this week's show, um, last week obviously we dropped the William Regal episode. Um, just a wee touch back on that one show because I think that's probably the best episode we've done. I think I think it was it was so enjoyable to de- dive into stuff like that. Um, it was a very fun recording session. It yeah. Absolutely flew by. Um, it ended up like an hour and forty five minutes. I was, I yeah. was marking out to Regal. It must have <laughs> about three hours to record that and get that edited down. It was very enjoyable. Yeah, yeah it was too enjoyable. Um, I think in the next one we're going to let people on, or they find people on Twitter. Maybe have a wee go. Um, so they're not too selfish all the time. But I think we'll get to that one when we come to. It. I think uh, next have a wee break, do some pay per views, and we'll get back where because that takes a lot of time. Um, it's an absolute pleasure when it's a guy like William Regal as well. Um, and it's really really good. But it's nice to deal with quite a lot of things and pick out you know what you want to talk about and, and do them due as well and I think we did that with Eagle so if you haven't checked that one out check that one out as well um, so we're covering Road Wild 1999 of course WCW's Road Wild events um, came originally from Hog Wild in 1996 you had to change the name um, because I think it was the Harley Davidson owners group or something like that was yeah, HOG Ah, some piss like that. Um, and Bishop this, was feeling, their feelings. <laughs> this uh, is the, this is their um, world uh, wildlife fund. <laughs> WWE. This, this is their version of that. <laughs> so I think this was very much a Bischoff creation. Um, I believe. Oh, he is fight, fight, fan, sitting. So. He is sitting backstage with his dick in his hand, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness me. So from 96, 97, 98 and 99, so all four of the shows, obviously Hogwell and then the three road belts soon after, um, emanated every year from the, from Sturgis in South Dakota at the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally. Um, must have been thousands of motorbike enthusiasts there. Um, some of the overhead shots you get are actually quite interesting. You're like, well, this is like no other wrestling show I've ever seen before. Um, and we were absolutely quite right to assume that. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> in a business standpoint, this just looks like bad business. <laughs> uh, you may say. <laughs> what was the gate on this, Mark? <laughs> uh, so the um, attendance was 5,500. Uh, the amount of people who paid to enter, absolutely none. Um, so yeah, no live gate on this one at all because it was a, it's a festival. You know, people just turn up and do whatever they got to do. Obviously, it's a motorcycle festival. So this was just an add-on, WCW would go to these shows and stuff like that. They got absolutely no payment whatsoever for doing this show, um, or, or this event, rather. Um, the only way they would gain any income was from pay-per-view buys. Um, and they did only 200,000 pay-per-view buys for this show, so not great. Um, I'm sure it probably made them a loss, but if it was Turner's back pocket that was coming out of, I'm sure they... Bischoff was standing there with his dick in his hand, absolutely loving it. <laughs> um, 
I mean, the fact that they did four of these just kind of shows maybe why they ended up in the gutter, you know, because it's like, at the end of the day, I know, I know, I know, you know, in some capacity, it was totally different from things that were going on at the time. It was unique to WCW and, you know, having all the bikers and stuff like that there. But it's a very, very niche group. You know, it's not like they were taking over a, a, a whole new demographic. Um, and as you said, the money wasn't coming in at all, apart from the pay-per-view buys, which barely covered the cost of running the show and paying mm-hmm. the talent for it. So, I just don't see why they did so many of them. And again, I think it just comes down to Bischoff absolutely loving it. Well, I mean, you could argue that there's a common interest between the two of them. I mean, the the, Stur- the Sturges event, the Sturges motorcycle rally gets free publicity from WCW and vice versa. Yeah. So you could argue that there is some kind of a... Some sort of game, yeah. yeah. definitely, definitely. So uh, the opening promo package all, uh, s- surrounds the main event, Hulk Hogan, and his fourth successful success of a road wild main event. Uh, no, I, I had that noted as well. I've got the buttons noted uh, and everything. Ridiculous. Um, so the first one was versus the Giant, uh, 96, then 97 versus Luger. And last year was the infamous uh, tag match between himself and Bischoff versus DDP and Jay Leno. Jay Leno, yeah. Oh. Mm. What year is this? <laughs> <laughs> 99. Uh, and he takes off everybody's favourite wrestler, Kevin Nash. Um, and a retirement <laughs> match for the world title. Um, Thank hope, foxes, Mark. Let's hope I double down here and double loss. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we see our first overhead shot of the night. And I mean, the crowd, to be fair, looked like a fair turnout. You know, obviously, I know it's, it's, that's not exactly the only draw um, for the event at all. But a lot of people seemed around that ring area anyway. Um, I think it said 5,500 on there. I know the motorbikes take up a fair bit of room, so it probably looked like more than it was. Yeah. Um, but it looked like a hell of a crowd. Uh, Yes, but when you get halfway through the show, you realise that um, they're actually like they're, they're right next to the main road. Yeah. So like half the half the noise and half the colour you're seeing is like by bypassing vehicles and stuff like that. Um, Very actually, unique. Uh, well, I mean, I think that's too too much of a positive statement. To be honest, <laughs> uh, particularly the set. Um, I know we're usually big fans of these kind of uh, one-off sets, but this looks fucking horrendous. I mean, it's it's like an old army net. It is like a mosquito net. Yeah, you've got like the big. Yeah. So it's, it's like a, it's, a, it's a huge stage area. Yeah. You know, I mean, the yeah. stage area is absolutely. It's a big platform, and I've just got this sort of these poles that sort of set around. It. And as you said, it's just like it's like a big awning with big sort of eye, like a big mosquito net around mm-hmm. the sides with hogwells. I don't know. I don't know. It's spray paint. It's obviously some sort of logo, but it's pretty poor. Um, that looks shit. There's one, there's one um, big screen um, which is like at the back of the stand. So if you're sitting in that stand, you can't see anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so well, think... you're getting your money's worth, then, aren't you? Oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, very, very different set. It was diagonal. I did like that. You know, the the, the the ramp was a road. I like that. You know, I know it was only a small detail. But yeah. It was, that was, it was different. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, but apart from that, not for me. Uh, so I said, you know, motorbikes are all around the place, uh, and rev their engines and stuff like that. And, and when the show had been introduced, and you know they were all revving their engines and stuff, I thought, oh, this could be quite cool. I went on the whole show, and yeah. I'm just going to say, say it now because it happens quite a lot. But like, there's some good bits with it, you know, where it we'll get to. But there's also a lot of time you can't hear the commentators at times. You definitely can't hear the announcer. Um, so yeah, a lot of time it just sort of takes over the show. Um, not for it, me. The, the novelty wore off very quickly. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of commentators, did you like Tony Giovanni's wee uh, leather jacket, black shades, uh, French beret outfit, man? Yeah. Oh, he's, he's looking sharp, man. Uh, we did him J-skit here and there for uh, Mike Tanae as well. <laughs> so, 
commentary team, Tony Schiavone, Bobby the Brain Heenan, and Professor Mike Tenney. Um I love this little little commentary team. Heenan is not quite obviously ninety two Heenan, but he does have some good ones up tonight as well. Um, yeah, right. so not not insufferable like he was sometimes, uh, or not totally checked out like he also was sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, after taking talking down the card for a wee bit, we get the build for the first match and the opening contest is Rey Mysterio Jr., Eddie Guerrero, and Billy Kidman, soon to be named the Filthy Animals. I think they were I'm, actually named I'm, that on the following Nitro. I'm calling them the Filthy Animals. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, please do. Um, Taking on Vampiro and the Insane Clown Posse, made up of Violent J and Shaggy Two Dope. I will refer to them as the fat one and the scrawny one. Um, I have no idea anything about them, if I'm being honest with you. I just know that they were some sort of musicians. But they I think it was are a rap duo from Detroit, um, who are also uh, famed to be kind of pretty good wrestlers, um, indie wrestlers. Uh-huh. Um, like car, car, car crash wrestling, or I no, like actual wrestling like mm. wrestling man i thought we'll, we'll we'll discuss it near then but i thought they yeah. were pretty fucking good in this match c- c- compared to who they were in the ring with they were in the ring with eddie guerrero and they didn't look that out of place yeah i mean they were sharper uh, than what vampiro was well just say this is the first time i've really watched vampiro in a match um mm-hmm. you know um fully to be honest with you i think i maybe you know maybe we're in the background but they've not really told me in a match yeah. um so uh i Opening contest, Rey Mysterio without a mask was. I was a bit like, oh fuck, I forgot about this. <laughs> did, did, you, did you like? Um, so when uh, filthy animals make their entrance, they get the shittiest pyro, and Ray and Eddie just turn around and they're, they're pissing <laughs> themselves the laughing at it. Was that for us? It was, oh, like, yes. it was, like, it was like a big cartwheel thing, wasn't it? Yes, uh, yeah, that's exactly. It was fucking two cunts standing with sparklers either side of their arms. <laughs> that's hilarious. Amazing. Uh, Raven is accompanying the uh, the face painted yes. weirdos <laughs> to complete the the dead. Pool stable as a, as they are known. How small is this ring? Uh, Did you notice? I, I thought yeah, it looked it's... fucking tiny. Yeah, yeah, it does. It Look, absolutely... I, I know famously, you know, WCW would do that. Um, but I felt I felt it looked like a like an ICW small ring, as in like yeah, sixteen like a... by sixteen. Because sometimes they would do the eighteen. Well, it's, it's WCW done a sixteen by sixteen ring, but this looked smaller than that. This looked like a like a wrestling ring in a gym hall. You know, what I mean that, that kind of size ring. Yeah, because when you. I mean, especially in the multi-mans, it looked yes. like they were falling over each yes. other. Yes, um, I just don't think there was enough room for for more than two people in the ring and and, and, and the ref. These are small guys as well. These are cruiserweights. Well, fucking three of them are at least. Dope isn't. Another guy certainly are. Um, uh, strange. I think it's to do with like. Um, I think see, there's there's that much color in the crowd. Well, that was uh, my next point. The point as well was was the lighting. I know. I mean, you can't light. Uh, like an arena or, or an outside area and daylight it's, it's that simple and it, it just it was very distracting because everything just blended into one picture you know with the moving stuff yeah. in the background and the crowd they all looked the same you know it wasn't like the spotlight was on the ring it yes. was, everything was just bright so you kind of get drawn in to what's mm-hmm. inside so I think it's agree also, with that, yeah. I think yeah, I would absolutely agree with it. And I'd also add to that that it's because they don't have the, the WWE style black barricade there's no um, division ah, there's, right. there's no separation between um, the foreground and the background, everybody just blends it. And because the, I, I noted this uh, in particular that the the wrestlers' attire is so shit and so street clothes, they just blend into the crowd, so no one really stands out. Yeah, that is a that's a really good point. Now yeah, the barricade just, obviously splitting up, and as you yeah. said, yeah, it was it was very uh, low budget. <laughs> it, it was very very indie. Um, the match, the match, yeah. So 
Uh, typical multi-man match. Um, anytime there's any momentum for one team, the, the the opposition comes in and cuts it off, and it kind of just goes on and on like that. Um, in terms of actual moves being done, yeah, not not bad, um, especially considering obviously ICP are in the match. Who they're obviously not fucking well-known wrestlers. Yeah, I, they, I thought they, I thought they were very basic in their offense. They were, they were basic, but they weren't sloppy. No. So, apparently, um, apparently Cornette hates these cunts. And that does not surprise me. It does not surprise me whatsoever. Vampiro hits uh, the Falcon Arrow, or to give it its proper name, the Vampiro Spike. Lovely. Oh, what, that's a, what an amazing name. Fantastic. Uh, that was on the outside as well. On the studio, Ray, wasn't it? Ray takes that on the outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, this is my first kind of note of <laughs> these wankers in the crowd revving their bikes. Yeah. It's so annoying. This is so loud. We're only five minutes into the first match and I'm finished with it already. <laughs> so I'm going to try and not mention it <laughs> throughout yeah. the rest of the episode. Um, just as a as a overlining point that I was annoyed during every match because of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rain gets thrown across the ring by Vampiro. I think his offense is not bad, but I do. I just think he looks so awkward and slow in the ring, and not like you know Undertaker in like early nineties slow, Vamp- where it was part Vampiro. of it. Yeah. It, it just looks uninterested, you know. And I don't know if it's trying to, him trying to be part of a gimmick where he's just like you know this sort of zombie character. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously Vampiro, I know, but um, yeah, I know what you mean. I, mean. I just, I just, I just think he looks, especially at the start of the match, where he missed a few of his cues and he struggled with a leapfrog and stuff like that. And it's like basically not even a leapfrog, a step over, you know, when they sort of go down and yes. step over, just stuff like that. And it's like. That was early on in the match. He did sort of, you know, warm up as the match went on. But I, I just thought, Christ, this this guy's <laughs> meant to be the wrestler of the three. You know, yeah. like... I, I had noted that that um, what I originally wrote was um, fucking hell, Eddie. He is far too quick for Vampiro. Um, but I quickly reversed that to what a fucking big useless bastard. That <laughs> was, man. He's very much like a big, even slower Baron Corbin. He's got, he's got a build. That's, <laughs> that's exactly what his build is, man. It is Corbin with a face paint on. <laughs> um, so uh, Kidman gets a tag uh, takes, after Ray takes a beating for a while, and the filthy animals run away. It sort of match breaks down. Um, Eddie's tilted over a backbreaker, absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Ray hits the Bronco Buster in the corner. Vampiro takes out his own man, the, the wee scrawny one, whatever the fuck he was. Um, and Kidman <laughs> hits a shooting star, spe- shooting star right on the, the skinny one's noggin and gets the win and the pin. Twelve minutes, twenty-two seconds. Um, I thought it was a solid enough opener. Yeah, uh, I, f- I fucking love this match. Um, I thought it was really, really quick pace. Uh, very little rest spots, which again I was very surprised at considering there's two non wrestlers in the match. I'm going to just call them non wrestlers. I know they can't <laughs> call them non wrestlers. Uh, they just went absolutely full tilt. Um, it goes without saying, obviously, Eddie is the star of the match here. Um, obviously, in hindsight, it absolutely was the correct way. Uh, Ray's split legged moonsault that he hits just before Kidman's hot tag was fucking gorgeous. Yes, that's a rarity, that one. <laughs> <Clip that. laughs> um, I have absolutely no doubt in my mind that this is the high point of the pay-per-view. Well, it's funny because you'd watched this show before me and we're going to break the fourth wall here. Yes, we do communicate sometimes to say, watch out for this one, this one's a good gym. And you said to me this was fantastic. And I remember watching it thinking, when does this get going? And then I watched the rest of the show and that this match for me just moved up the totem pole without having done anything because the rest <laughs> of it was so fucking shit. I mean, I, I thought it was above average, this match. Like, it, was, it was an enjoyable opener, you know, as you said, it was, it was fresh and it, it had you know plenty of movement in it. Um, mm-hmm. All the wheels were going in the same direction. You know, it was, it was nice. Um, I just 
no, I felt like there was a bit to be desired. You know, I thought there was maybe a bit more in there. I thought maybe, mm-hmm. you know, there would have been some more high spots given who was involved, etc. Um, but I realised we're 99 WCW and I realised what was coming up in the rest of the card and thought, yeah, this was probably one of the best matches of the night. <laughs> you also need to keep your expectations in check. The fact that we are at an event that no one has paid to get into. Yeah. You really need to be dissecting this as a house show rather than a pay-per-view. Yeah, because that, that, that's very much what it is. Um, so next, yeah, nah, carry on. You've move on. <laughs> Uh, so next up we get the recently reunited Harlem Heat Steve Ray and Booker T of course taking on Canyon and Bam Bam Bigelow for WCW Tag Team Championships um, so Canyon yeah, Canyon, Bam Bam Bigelow and DDP uh, were the Jersey Triad um, so they used to use the Freebird rule as well I believe because they were a trio but they had the tag belts yeah. um, any memories of that group in particular? Nope, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steve Ray and Booker T, of course, would, would you know become the real Hall of Famers, actually. Um, I mean, a real mainstay tag team in Nitro era WCW. Um, I kind of feel for Booker T here because I'm like, <laughs> we imagine get, I know you, I mean, you were lumbered with him for long enough. He finally mm-hmm. got away, he became a great singles talent, world champion quality, and mm-hmm. you're fucking back to where you started. I just kind of feel for him a little bit. Maybe they just yeah. never had anything for him, but looking at the main event scene, I can see why they never got in there. I don't mean that's because of the quality that was in there, I mean because of who was fucking running it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Chris Canyon promo to start us off here. Uh, he does his best. Uh, everybody loves Raymond impression. You might be a bit too young for that, Mark. But so. <laughs> they've got the exact same accent. It's the, the Queen's New York accent. Uh, no, I mean, you've skipped over the best part for me. Um, did, you, did you watch their entrance? No. Oh, you've missed an absolute bit of gold. Bam, 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 Bigelow comes down with a title around his waist. The, the announcer's naming him. He throws his arms up in the air, pushes his belly out and the fucking belt pops off. <laughs> <laughs> what a fat bastard. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I, was, I had to pause. I was absolutely pissed at myself. Um, <laughs> I also said, why is Canyon wearing his most house coat? I mean, what is, what is nah, the attire? Come back here, isn't it? <laughs> um, so, as you say, this is the first time the bikers actually over come the promo aspect so when they grab mm-hmm. the mic they just rev their engines and you don't fucking hear a thing Canyon realises that I'm not going to hear him but he just gets it out anyway and moves on um, I quite like this when it's the heels because it kind of like it's a way for the, cl- the crowd to shut them up um, yes, so yes. it's kind of like a way for the crowd to fight back and then they worked it in a few matches later on as well where I think they maybe realised they were backstage or like ah, you know what if we keep grabbing the mic they're just going to shut up for the heels you know so mm-hmm. uh, I thought it was I thought it was Again, unique. I'm going to use that word, but I thought it was it was it suited the crowd in that regard in terms of you know, fuck you, you know. <laughs> yeah, it saves the crowd from actually having to put an energy to boo them. Um, so yeah, ah, uh, you just shut them up. Uh... <laughs> so the crowd, the crowd's work rate suited uh, <laughs> the rest. <of> them. <laughs> um, the crowd are surprisingly accepting of uh, Harlem Heat. Uh, I was reading about this a few years ago. Um, so the first couple of events that they ran. Uh, particularly in this neck of the woods at this event, the, the, let's just say the crowd weren't exactly rolling out the red carpet for the African American talents. You know what I mean? So I, there, there was, there was, you know, what, yes. the word racist got thrown around. Obviously, yes. um, some racial insensitivity. Uh, yeah, in the crowd. Yes, because I think I've listened to a Bischoff podcast on the first uh, Hogwild that he did and stuff like that, and I think that was something that you know Conrad had mentioned to him and stuff. You know that sort of thing was going on. He said, you know, I mean, you're in the deep south and. You've got it's that you know what it's not even the south, mate. It's actually in the north of them. It's in it's in the north of America. Um, oh, was it? I thought it was, I, I, it was proper gen- deep south. <laughs> no, I genuinely thought it was the uh, was the, was the south of the country as well, but it's absolutely not. It's um, it's 
in between North Dakota and Nebraska, which is kind of a like central United States, but north kind of thing. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? yeah, it's fucking. It's higher up than Chicago is. Oh, that's quite surprising. Then they must all travel done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 yeah. I mean, <laughs> so uh... yeah, this this was a match that happened. <laughs> Next match. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, it was poor. It it's, was... it's just get TV match written all over it, man. So like the faces, uh, the faces just immediately clear house, and then the heels regroup on the outside, and then cut the break. Can I think it's that? Can I start? Yeah. Oh, nah, fuck off. Um. I so obviously I didn't see that thing with Bigelow during the entrance. I've actually <laughs> noted that uh, he's looking in relatively decent shape here. All oh, right. No, I mean, I mean. I... I know, I know I had a bit of a laughing joke there. He was in decent I, shape. Yeah, I it was. Uh, yeah, he really, yeah. really was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just found it fucking hilarious. As the old, you know, when your button pops off your trousers, sort of, it was like yes. that with a yes. belt. It was fucking mm-hmm. hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, he, I thought he looked okay. Um, I mean, he's still fucking clumsy and slow. Um, yeah, but, I, I, but then well, you've got Steve Ray on the other side, so I mean, you've yes. kind of got, you know... Um... <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Like Steve Ray, he has power moves and that is it. Uh, yeah. No finesse, no technical ability. Uh, if it's not a big power move, <laughs> he he and and it, that don't work for me, brother. Uh, the the quality goes up uh, fivefold as soon as Booker T gets into the ring. Just no question about that at all. Yeah, uh, I very very little of match. Um, Bigelow gets his got a bam bam on his nuts in the top row because I can perched up there. Um, See, Booker T gets a hot tag, very much cut off in no time. Uh, but see, DDP come down to the ring, to the ring side, he gets knocked off the apron. It's and... the most unnecessary interference you'll ever see. What is the point? Life. Oh, it's just ridiculous. Um, um, so that interference somehow costs his boys the match. Um, like It was just absurd. Um, it was just not needed at all. No. You know, and I mean, but, I mean look, look at it, you know, on a kayfabe's point of view, you've got seven-time tag team champions in Harlem Heat. Hmm. Coming back together to take on these two guys who pretty much, I mean, just try it was almost just a bit thrown together anyway. You know, it wasn't very going to last you very long. Um, I mean, I don't think they need. It's not like they have to be protected with a fucking a ropey finish. You know, it's like no, you've got this fucking colossal tag team as yeah. in a kayfabe point of view. Clean a clean finish, fucking is you know that will do. Um, get your heat back after a match or something if you want. You know, fucking jumping after a match, but get your Harlem heat back after the match. <laughs> <laughs> I totally need but bigger tea, Booker T, Booker T, Booker T, uh, hits the missile drop kick and Harlem heat get the win. So thirteen minutes six seconds felt like double that because um, I fucking trimmed a good five minutes off it and it still would have been too long. Uh, yeah, absolutely garbage match. The the finish of the match suited the rest of it. Uh, let me tell you that. Just absolutely necessary. The one positive I'll take for the match is Canyon's uh, kind of famaster off the top rope was was quite lovely. Yeah, nice. Um, that was a good and spot I, match. I thought Booker T looked in fantastic shape as, yes. as he always does. Um, so the next match, uh, speaking of fucking useless tag matches, uh, t- the Texas Rednecks, Barry Windham, Kurt Hennig and Bobby Duncombe Jr. What, what is this shape? <laughs> they were accompanied by Kendall Windham, um, Barry's brother, of course. Um, versus the Revolution, uh, obviously Shake Radical, Perry Sarton, Dean Malenko and Shane Douglas. Um, is it Shake because Shane Douglas is in it? Aye. Yes, aye. Yes, <laughs> Do you think he's been at the burger van? Or, he, I mean, he very much has been. Uh, <laughs> the, you can speed bag his chins, man. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, uh, that was a shock to the system. You know, I was like, oh my goodness me. That's, uh, that's, that's, I'm there, you know. <laughs> who's the fat manager? <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm not. I'm not in tremendous shape myself, but my goodness, he's let himself go. Um, I'm, also not, I'm not also not, also not a professional wrestler. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. so Texas the... Rednecks and 
Revolution any memory of either of these? Uh, absolutely groups? do not, man. Um, can we just talk about how shite the theme song is? Texas Rednecks. Aye. Rap is crap. Oh my god, man. <laughs> um, this is getting Jimmy Hart written all over it. Um, if you've never heard it, it's called Rap is Crap, brackets I hate rap, and it is on WCW Mayhem, the music album. Um, I'm sure you can find that on Spotify. It's hilariously bad. I, I, I'm not sure it's on Spotify because I had a look um, oh, is it not? for something, oh. un- uh, something separate on the show, um, but I did have a look. Um, but I think you can probably pick up on eBay I'm for sure. very little. I'm sure <laughs> yeah, have a wee look on YouTube. I'm sure you'll find some of the songs from it. But so, oh my goodness. I, I don't even know what to say. Like, no. I mean, I mean, some of these guys, I mean, Barry Windham and uh, Kendall Windham are the sons of Black Jack Mulligan. Mulligan. Um, obviously, Kurt Hennig, Mr. Perfect, everybody knows who he is. Bobby Duncombe Jr. Um, now, I don't know who this guy was. Apparently, he died in like January of the, of the next year. Um, so I think I, I think he'd been. I think he was quite young actually. Um, okay. But he was the son of somebody as well. Um, I think it was. I thought I'd looked it up, but obviously I haven't. Um, but I believe they were all second generation. <laughs> we'll, is where we'll I was going him, with this. We'll call him Bobby Duncan Senior, probably. <laughs> probably you know what? It is. Is it actually that? It is. You know what? It's Duncan Senior. It is. Um, so yeah, they're all they're all second generation. I think that was why they were sort of thrown together um, like that. Oh, right, okay. Um, uh, you know who should be managing these cunts? Jim Cornette. Oh yes. Talk about a perfect match of. Or fucking uh, what you call me, uh, Colonel Parker? <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Southern as it comes. Um, Southern dandy. Yes. Uh, so Saturn before the match cuts a dicing promo. Sarcasm, by the way. Oh, it's uh, a promo he's fucking life here. Always <laughs> famed for a good uh, promo on our podcast. I've better. saw a few of his promos for this podcast, and my goodness, I've been seeing a fucking good one. Um, so the mask is underway. Pretty much an expanded, an expanded blackjack stable is what we've got here, isn't it? It's you know, like obviously you know, blackjacks with a few more members in there um, for your Texas fucking rednecks. Mm-hmm. Match goes too long. Very little happening. Um, Malenko and Saturn feel pretty well. Douglas comes in and goes downhill, <laughs> so at least they know yeah, where yeah. they stand. Um, I don't even mean that in terms of a quality point of view, I just mean that's when the heels took over when Douglas got in there. Um, Rednecks get some heat, to be fair, you know, they, they do get some heat. Um, full tags left and right, you know, but behind the referee's back and stuff like that. Sutton gets a, an Arctic tag. My God, you wouldn't mm. even know he went in. <laughs> nice. um, and then match breaks down. Malenko gets a clover leaf in, what a fantastic, he just applies it so well. Um, gets cut off pretty quickly. Um, Saturn sort of clears out the ring and hits the DVD for the finish at 10 minutes 57 uh, as I said too long again but it's still the shortest match yet um, I didn't think it was half bad to be honest oh, with you. it was no. very punch kicky was... and bog standard I just didn't think it was <laughs> uh, it, it, it was garbage I thought um, also the guy wrestling in a t-shirt can fuck right off that's uh, Barry Windham yeah. yes that's Barry Windham wrestling in a t-shirt yeah um, Dun Duncum Dun, 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 I'm going to Duncum Right, I'm going to call him Duncan. Come Dumpster. Uh, right, come Dumpster takes, uh, he takes Perry's finisher. He is back on his feet before Perry is uh, oh, for like the, the post-match brawl. Well, he's a fucking embarrassment. Um, to rebook this pay-per-view, you would like to stick Dino and Perry in a tag team versus Harlem Heat. Uh, yeah. Take the best of what you got, put it together, and I don't know, put the rest of the cunts in a battle royale or some shit like that. Um, yeah. Uh, even even match. here, you, even Hennig looked bad, you know. And yes, uh, that's what I dropped. Fucking poor Hennig, man. Like yeah. he deserves better. Yep, <laughs> we're going <sighs> to gradually here. <laughs> so 
<laughs> fucking hell, man! It's a, it's a, it's a deep, deep decline, uh, steep decline, rather. Buff Bagwell versus the cat, obviously Ernest Cat Miller. Um, <laughs> we say Sonny Ono. Sonny Ono looking like the last member of the Village People in his nice wee tight leather waistcoat. He looked like fucking two thousand and three Rock with his leather, yeah. his leather trousers and his waistcoat oh, and his yeah. shirt. Fuck me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So African American wrestler Ernest the Cat Miller has uh, Confederate flag designs on his gloves. Hilarious. Just just digest that for a moment. Uh, whilst whilst calling the crowd rednecks. Uh, so he's. he's <laughs> He's, 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 all the place. Uh, he's very much trying to be he's acting like he's a fan favourite so he's that sort of you know um, that heel doesn't quite realise he's yeah, a heel delusional um, uh, delusional that's the word I was looking for uh, he's also been to the uh, Steiner School of George Akin for this one uh, he's absolutely <laughs> George Akin he's not even down the ramp towards the fans yet and he's already <laughs> more um, before we get the stuff oh yes Buff is the stuff and he yeah, is yeah. fucking swole he has got the body, but he's also got the late nineties uh, gel ridden fringe, man. Oh like, yes, oh, sliced yes. bread fringe, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> um, the you know usually like uh, attitude era, the mm-hmm. camera scans the crowd and they'll zoom into the the tidy looking bird man with the big tits or something. Nice looking like ones, yeah. Uh, well, at Road Wild, <laughs> we get a leathery fifty year old car and we have tits just about covered, man. I was like, oh no. <laughs> The best and only chant of the night was directed at uh, Ernest Miller and the crowd are chanting pussycat at him because Fantastic. he's a cat. It's relatively funny. It's you know creative. I mean? It's PG, <laughs> but it's creative. I liked it. Uh, I didn't like that. Uh, baby face Bob Bagwell. That's a strange. New one. Very strange. I find um, that really strange. I remember him in a tag team with Lex Luger, totally buffed with the face as well. Um, it's, oh, the only, yeah. it's the only time I remember him being faced. Nah, he needs to be a cocky heel. Like, look I mean, at him. He's posing the whole fucking time. Exactly. And it's kind of like, you know, I can, uh, once you're over, you can do that because you're like, look at me. And I'm like, oh, that's yeah. fucking, you know, Hogan did it, you know. Well, um, Batista used to do it as well. Like, he's yeah. just like, on the, the top rope and pose. But fucking you know, hell, this guy loves to. Uh, I bet he likes to look in the mirror, man, have a wee jack off, man. <laughs> um, crude but reality so this is sort of like an intermission match you know it's very oh, much what the crowd match. Yeah, get them a... going again yeah. um, the, ref, the ref blatantly sees a low blow and then pretends he was looking elsewhere did you notice this yeah. I think he was up on the top Puff was up on the top and he fucking low blows him the ref's looking right at it and he goes he looks out, he's looking for Sonny to see if he can have a jaw jack with him you know? and he's like oh you clumsy bastard come on uh, now right, right. Uh, I liked Miller um, during the match he went outside to jaw jack the crowds again and he's outside teasing the big fat bastard in the front row did oh, you see this he pulls his oh, he's like <laughs> yeah, he's the fu- get that gut away mate this is fucking family <laughs> TV like fucking size of the bastard I mean it's clearly you know absolutely boiling and this yeah. guy's he's tap off big mm-hmm. fucking huge belly he's taking the piss out of him oh there's a lot of fat shaming on this show then. if uh, if Hogan's ego was someone's belly this is it man it's <laughs> fucking enormous man holy fuck uh, uh, I mean there's there's not much to say about this match at all man it's um, I find it very very start stoppy you know what I mean yeah uh, bag- it was very much you know roll out, roll out sort of thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like the, it was it was phoned in by the two of them uh, Bagwell's offence is so soft it's worse than Shane McMahon's yeah. uh, like punches and stuff like that uh, totally dominated by rest holds and the interaction with the fans on the outside. Again, yeah, you know I mean, as you said, it feels like an intermission, intermission match at a house show. 
Uh, but again, when the tickets are free, what do you expect? I mean, I, I, I made a note as well. Uh, Sonny Ono, he was shit. I mean, mm. he missed his cue two or three times and he was trying to choke Bagwell on the ropes and he, he just didn't look like he was doing any fucking damage, you know? Yeah. And it's just, it's so simple. It's it's such a simple part of the game, you know, when you're fucking pulling down somebody's neck on the rope and stuff. So I, I thought, like, at least if he got his bits right and maybe, you know, would have got some heat, but because it looked like shit, nobody was bothered. Um, Buff gets the win, rolls up Cat for the finish and then well, attempts <laughs> to roll him up, somewhat yeah. rolls him up. Um, I'm pretty sure the shoulders weren't done until the fucking kind of three came down. Yeah, but... it, was, it was a very, very cold finish, but as, once again, the loser right back up on his feet uh, and gets his seat back after the bell. Uh, I did absolutely pot for Sonny Ono mocking Bagwell's poses. Yeah, though. you like the gun show and stuff oh, like that? <laughs> Go on, then I'll have a, I'll have all of that. I love when a guy with any muscles shows their muscles. It's fantastic yeah. stuff. Um, I'd like, I'd like to if they'd cut to the fat bastard in the crowd who was then pumping the guns. I didn't made it. So this is the part of actually where I sat forward um, and sort of about tuning into this one. US heavyweight title match: DDP versus Chris Benoit. Um, Dallas with his smells like teen spirit fake ass tune. So we touched on that before, but the fucking the, 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 the yeah, the pretense tunes are absolutely unbelievable. Um, this on paper should be matching the night. Without a doubt, it's two of your crispest wrestlers. DDP can work the crowd like no one else can. Ben won so much, but he's got the technical ability to carry it through. But then DDP comes out and starts hitting it with the mod jokes. Hi, literally, you're more I've got to be honest. This match felt ass about backwards. Um, I understand, obviously. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to, you know, say, say, well, this guy, this guy was a face, and this guy was a heel. So it felt like if, because obviously the heel calls the match, mm-hmm. and Paige's offense is very boring compared yes. to Benoit's offense. Yes. If it was roles reversed, Benoit was doing the most of the offense, and DDP was fighting for the comeback. Would have been a million times better. A million times. I'd, I'd no doubt about that at all. But basically, the majority of this, obviously, no DQ match. Uh, so the majority of the match. Page just beats on Benoit, um, chokes him with his belt and stuff like that, and it's yeah, it, it was fine, it, it was fine, it was just like it just didn't feel like a Benoit match. It was wasn't involved very often, very much, you know, until the the finishing sequence, really, yeah, you know. It, kinda, it takes you out the you, yeah, you know, I mean, it takes you out the belief of the match that yeah. this kind of tall streak of piss can out wrestle the Canadian crippler, the fucking Wolverine, who is a wrestler. Yeah, I mean, um, I know it's an ODQ, you know, and you can sort of did, add that into it, but. They didn't utilise it, did they? they I mean, at all. They did not at all use it um, until fucking Little Nate gets the the, the the shit slapped out of him um, and DDP takes his belt and then starts whipping Benoit with it. Yeah. yeah. And then we'll just gloss over the symbolism of Benoit getting choked to the belt. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I, deliberately never, I deliberately never wrote that down and you still mentioned it. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was an uncomfortable thing to see, but yeah. you know what I mean? We try and keep things positive here, so we'll not just, we're just going to mention that. Uh, tr- sorry, man, on you go. Uh, I'm just saying Benoit kicks, k- k- finally kicks off, hits three German bridging suplexes, getting Lovely. two counts on all of them. They were yeah. absolutely immense. Um, he heads up top, uh, Canyon appears, gets pushed off. Um, Bigelow hits the worst splash I have ever seen <laughs> off the top. I mean, he literally jumps off, lands on his feet, and then falls on him. Yeah. It is the fucking worst. Yeah. Um, I like the comedy he was miscommunication with Bigelow headbutt and Page in the crotch. Uh, not the first time we'll see this for the night. And, and then Benoit getting the diving headbutt for the win. 12 minutes 14. I thought the finish of the sequence was quite fun. I quite enjoyed that. Yes. I like I liked yes. you know, stacking the odds against the babyface. You never think he's not going to win this year. You, finally using the no DQ stipulation. Um, but I said, if, if it wasn't for the, the 10 minutes up until that, being flat, um, 
it would have been a much better match. But yeah, two minutes of good wrestling there towards the end. Um, so I thought it was fine. Um, really uh, more would, Benoit's offense. I would totally agree with everything you've said there. Um, not not bad, not great, but it was like it was a good showing for Benoit to win against the numbers game. Um, as the Revolution were looking on the TV screens backstage, doing fuck all, seeing their man getting beat down. Geeks. Uh, ah, fucking nerds, man. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I, I say I, th- I thought you know. Um, that last few minutes was probably the better, the best part of wrestling on the show yeah, and stuff. Um, that, yeah. So I, I mean, I maybe even put this up there for you know one of my favourite matches on the card. Um, there wasn't fucking many contenders, trust me. Uh, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I, I thought that was probably one of the better ones. Um, before we get into the next match, they also give away a motorbike for some promotional shit. I'd kind of just zoom by it. Um, yeah, I definitely skipped this part. <laughs> yeah. Um, and next up we get Sid Vicious um, versus Sting. Um, Sid the Millennium Man. Aye. Any idea what that's about? (laughs) Jericho? (laughs) Well, it it just seemed... You know what? It just seemed like a... Something like that. The Millennium Man sounds good. Let's give him it. But it had nothing to do... You know, there was nothing there to explain it. It was just a fucking nickname um, to be smart and witty, I suppose. But uh, Black and White Sting in the Daylight is very much Undertaker at daytime WrestleMania, isn't it? It's strange. He gets the reception of the night so far. Oh, yeah. uh, Because he looks like an absolute... Star, whatever he's, whatever he's doing, doesn't matter who he's facing, what kind of shitty match he's in, where he is, he will get cheered because he's the biggest star they've got. Fuck you, Hogan. Fuck don't, you. don't think we've had Sid in the show before. Um, Sid, definitely not. But what do, you, what, what do you think of Sid? I mean, well, that is so odd because I have actually got the same question written in my notes towards you. Um, my only memory of Sid, two, two memories of Sid Vicious are the calamity ending to the 92 Rumble. That's right. Hogan, Hogan pulls him turn, out. Biggest heel turn on the... <laughs> Yep. And when he jumps off the top rope and breaks his leg. Yeah. I mean, I never hear too much bad about him. No. no but I never hear too not. much great about him. I think, no. I mean, you look at him and I'm like, fuck it, what a specimen, man. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Um, not a great worker, but for the era that he was in, he didn't have to be, I don't think. I think he could sort of get away with just being a big, powerful badass. Um, I've, I've no issue with, 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 you know, the man himself. I just, I just, I thought I'd ask because it's one of those people who sort of he was he had a lot of big runs at the top, you know, against get not really so much. I don't know the championship for a while, but um, not really making the top top um, main event scene. But he was always there or thereabouts, you know. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. I think it's just because he was one of many. Ah, he seems like a forgotten name, doesn't he? Like, like if, if you look at the big guys that are in, that were in WCW, you know, kind of run at the time. Obviously, Hogan's. I thought, a big guy as well, but he, he's not going to get more over than what Kevin Nash is. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've got Giant, a giant coming through. Giant yeah. was there, yeah, absolutely. And then obviously, if you flip the coin for when he was in WWF or Hogan there again, but then obviously Taker coming through, who was much yeah. more chari- uh, charismatic and um, could actually work. And it's such a crazy persona as well. That was yeah, yeah. I mean, I I I did prefer the psycho said stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean. But um, I th- I think as you say, man, he seems like a genuinely nice guy. Um, if you look at his Wikipedia page, there is a part of his legal troubles. Um, he was pulled over for not being a seatbelt. I was expecting something like murder <laughs> yeah, or something. Some fruity, uh, something yeah. Marty like, fuck me. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> There's something current. This will, this will be got long. I'll be long done by that point. <laughs> this is getting released, but fuck me. Uh, Where's the bodies? <laughs> my goodness. Um, so, this match was all right. It was alright. Um, uh, it was fine. Um, big man takes control after being tossed into the crowd a few times. I found that dead bizarre. It was, you know what though? Like <laughs> this, 
that that works well in a lot of crowds. In that crowd, I'd be like, are you fucked through them yeah, in amongst them? Because it's not like there's security on doors. No. It's not like, you know, you don't know what they've got on them. It's a group of bikers. There's a good chance you make it chibbed. <laughs> I mean, yes. I, 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 would, I was quite thinking about watching that. I'm like, that was, that's uh, daft. Um, to be fair, I think the second time we tried to throw them into the crowd, they pushed them back over. They get, was he was like really half hand? draped over and so I just picked them up and pushed them back in. Like, oh, that's nice of them, you know. <laughs> yeah, interested in your garbage. Um, it's an odd spot where uh, Sting goes to run the ropes, but uh, Sid just trips him up. He just, like, he just I think I've only got two of these, but he then says, uh, with an over at the crowd, look at that woman with the goatee. It was just, uh, it was oh, one of those ones that used to just drop the line in and just move, nobody even acknowledge it, they just move on and you just hear <laughs> it and you just have a chuckle and you move on. I thought it was fantastic. Um, He's always good at that, you know, taking the piss out of the crowds and stuff. Uh, that, that was a strange point, um, you know. Mm. So, but we then see what happened. They missed his cue, basically. Sting then tries to go and jump over him. Yeah. He trips him up. So then he slams, Sting slams Sid down again. He goes for a big splash and then Sid gets the knees up. So I think that's what he thought Sting mm-hmm. was doing, but he was actually stepping over him to run the ropes and then come back. Yeah. Um, and it just looked a bit thing way. So uh, <laughs> it was weird. The commentators fucking give him credit to you. Like, oh, that's genius. That's they genius. fucking ate it up, man. <laughs> <laughs> So smart, look at that ring awareness stuff. Oh, Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> um, uh, so Sid just looks to deny Sting's comebacks over and over and over again. Um, <laughs> and that's pretty much it until the finish. Uh, a few chin locks go- where a young Orton takes notes as well. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, Sid goes to the top rope, and as I say, you always get the fear when he goes to the top rope. Yes. Um, I fucking Sid hits a choke slam. Pin Sting in the middle of the ring. Aye. We got a nice superplex, which I'm surprised, which Sid took rather than delivered. And then I think Sting went for uh, the big Sting of splashes. Yeah. Hits yeah. two, goes for the third one, and uh, Sid gets him in the neck and choke slaps him. Yeah. Choke slaps him. Choke slams him. Um, I, I thought the finish sequence was actually quite good. I thought, it, you know, there was parts of the match. I thought, I thought it started well. I thought it started quick, you know, mm-hmm. uh, with Sting hitting the splashes and stuff like that. And then he went, but, say, but as soon as Sid took over, obviously the pace slowed. Yeah. Um, and I thought it came back again at the end. I thought it was, again, one of the better matches of the night. I thought it was paced well enough. Um, you have to consider Sid's in there. He isn't exactly a fucking workhorse. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that slow bit in the middle kind of had to be there if it was going to go with the time that it went. It was over just over 10 minutes. Um I thought it was okay. Yeah, props to Sting. He definitely um, got it. No, no complaints from me on that one. Um, next up, Rick Steiner versus Goldberg. Um, uh, th- this is a piece of the pay-per-view, by the way. There is no cutting to backstage things. Oh, no, there's nothing. One match, one match, one match. Give away a motorbike. You get a wee, a wee promo package sometimes before the matches that lasted at 30 seconds. It's very, very quick, which is why, mm. why it was even worse than it was almost three hours of show because it was all fucking WCW matches. Um... So first and foremost, uh, it's his WWE entrance theme here. They dubbed that in, so they were actually mm. playing some Megadeth song from that Mayhem CD. That's where I started doing my research for this, because it was oh, like, yeah, it's okay. in dubbed, you know. Um, Crush Room, I think the song was called from Megadeth. I'm like, fuck me, thank God we never got that. Um, so Steiner, Rick Steiner, um, quite late on in his career here at this point. Um, I see the thought. Ah, <laughs> Christ. Uh, Bit of slugfest early on. It ain't pretty. Uh, should point out the sun is setting here, by the way, so it's getting a bit nicer to watch. Yeah. <laughs> you can actually like, see. I'd just like to point out as well that Dave Penzer needed uh, notes for his ring announcements, uh, which I think is the best visualisation for people in WCW not giving two fucks about what mm. they do. Like, he's sitting reading it off a bit of paper. Fucking hell. Do you know he's the announcer at TNA right now? Impact right now? Oh, is he? Ah, he's been a few well, eh? Oh, um, I, I didn't know who he was and then Josh Matthews said his name over his watching Slammiversary a while ago there. And I was like, 
oh, that's him for you know. <laughs> Could not have told you it was him. I couldn't tell you. I didn't know what it looks like to this day. Um, no. Nah. Forgettable, forgettable face. Um, uh, so basically, that start of the match, Steiner retreats, um, thinks about a strategy, comes back, takes the place of Goldberg's knee and uses it as a weapon right in front of the referee. Yeah, However, uh-huh. Shivani covers for him, saying that Goldberg brought, brought the brace in, which means it's been cleared as part of his ring attire, so therefore it can't be a foreign object. Mm, I mean, I that's... I know, ah, that's stretching a bit. Oh, that's wavy. <laughs> and I, I mean, that's in a grey area. Uh, I mean, is that part of the, the Hogan's fucking weight belt rule as well, yeah, that you can just take no, it off no, and slap no. you about with it? I mean... If the referee says you can wear it while he wrestles, I don't see why you can't use it as a weapon. I mean, is it the same as Goldberg running up with his knee and just kneeing you in the face? It's um, a tough one. I'm, I'm, it's nah, a tough I'm, one. I'm not giving him that one. That is a <laughs> uh, because Goldberg isn't the one using it. He, he, it's been stripped off his body for the use that was intended for, and Steiner is using it for something that wasn't intended for. It's a DQ. Yeah. He's fucking turning into Jackson Mortal Kombat. He's <laughs> fucking, you know what I mean? Uh, wraps it around the arm. Wraps it around the arm, man. Uh, Ed, you like his fuck you to the crowd as well? Double yeah, bug, fuck you. Fucking fuck <laughs> you. Seeing Rick Steiner do that made me fucking wish Scott was at this pay-per-view. Could you imagine the heat he would have got for taking the piss out this crow, this crowd? That would have been... trash. A- oh, uh, my goodness me. That would have been electric to see. So, as ever on a Goldberg match... Uh, he takes a bit of beating, comes, but actually has ever, it's quite rare, probably still. Uh, but he comes back. His, impre- his military press power slam is pretty fucking impressive, by the way. Holds him up, down he comes, um, uh, th- has a spear, um, and hammer for the win mm-hmm. by 39. So just under six minutes, short and sweet. Um, I, I mean, I wish it was only two minutes, you know, because it could have been pretty fucking quick, but that's what it is. Uh, sort of. Brings you down before the main event, doesn't it? The double main event, rather. Um, yeah, double main event, is it? Huh? So, well, well, well. <laughs> That's why we're all here, isn't it? Macho Man Randy Savage versus Dennis Rodman. Um, sure, help everybody out, including me. Who the fuck's Dennis Rodman? So, Dennis Rodman, <laughs> this uh, this absolute tower of a man. Uh, he is legitimately six foot seven. He is a monster of a guy. Uh, he played as a power forward for most notably the Chicago Bulls, the San Antonio Spurs, and the Detroit Pistons in the NBA. He is, he, at this time, he would be playing for the LA Lakers, uh, but only he only stayed there for a season, so uh, we don't really count that. His role was like the, the kind of the tough guy, the, the kind of breaking up the play guy, you know what I mean? Like the Roy right, Keane yeah. or the Vinnie Jones. Kinda, oh, mid. <laughs> the, the, he, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a hard bastard. So, I mean, he seems like such a genuine guy, so he must have, he must, you know, have been, you know, Far away from controversy, you know, clean cut as they get. Is that the kind of guy we're talking about? Oh, here? absolutely, man. <laughs> uh, he is a mad bastard, Rodman. Um, <laughs> so he had a very, very public uh, alcoholism issue uh, after his behaviour on numerous TV shows around the 2008-2009 period. Uh, he then went into rehab. <clears throat> he has also been charged with sexual assault on several occasions. He has been arrested for public intoxication. No shock there. Uh, hit and run charges, drunk driving, amongst many, many other charges. He also had a very publicised visit to North Korea. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, when he sat by the side of Kim Jong-un, uh, yeah. butcher that. Uh, the first ever American to meet him, uh, which is fucking insane. No, that is nuts. No president, no, no, you know what I mean, high political power, nah, fucking Dennis Rodman. Is there a reason as to why that he went out there? Or... Yes. Um, so, 
<laughs> he has endorsed uh, Donald Trump's campaign for pre- presidency. This was obviously back in 2015. Uh, and the rumor was that Trump sent him to North Korea to negotiate the release of some um, several American prisoners that were being held in North Korea at the time. So Are I guess that <laughs> he is a double agent sent by Trump to infiltrate North Korea. That's uh, about as American as it gets. Fucking hell. Uh, so, That's ridiculous. Dennis, he's a, he's a, he's a bit of a character. <laughs> I don't fucking say uh, he was, um, um, He was heavily involved in the Netflix original series called The Last Dance, which showcased the, the rise of the Chicago Bulls in the 90s. Yeah, you told me to watch that up teen times and I still uh, haven't Yes, it. it's, a, it's a nine or a ten part series. I think it's a ten part series uh, that I would absolutely recommend to anyone. Obviously, it's mostly about Michael Jordan, but there's a few episodes that show Rodman uh-huh. uh, in particular you see him debuting on Nitro um, which he just got up and left um, oh, he just the, disappeared didn't he like, he didn't, tu- he, didn't turn up for, he didn't turn up for training no one knew where he was until he turned on TV and seen him on Nitro um, he, was, he was romantically involved by uh, Carmen Electra at that point as well so she's a bit uh... Um, he does have a background in wrestling, though. <laughs> he won the 2008 reality TV series called Hulk Hogan Celebrity Wrestling, <laughs> which uh, also involved that uh, little nerd from Saved by the Bell, um, oh, Dustin Diamond. I, I think he's called. Right now, yeah, yeah. I think he's called Dustin Diamond. That was certainly his wrestling name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, My goodness me. Um, what a what a what a CV this guy's got. Yeah, quite yeah. a resume. Um, so, <laughs> as if all the year was, pretty... was as interesting as his life. Oh yes. <laughs> so we watched him. Uh, was it ninety nine uncensored? We did, or what shows we did when he was on it as well? He was accompanying um, Hogan, etc. It was uncensored in ninety nine. Yeah. Um, did you like his silk robe? <laughs> oh, he just looks like a mark, doesn't he? Like wow. Mm-hmm. Um. So, Macho Man here. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to have a wee thing about Macho Man. So, listen, he's quite late in his career here, you know, you, you can tell mm-hmm. he's getting on a wee bit, you know, his hair's going to be back and stuff like that. Um, less than a year later, he'd be gone for WCW um, and was only wrestling game in TNA in a very, very brief run. Um, just sad to see sort of yeah. ne- something near the end of their career, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I find it very sad also that Macho Man's no longer with us and stuff like that. And I just. It's amazing to me, you know, watching back when Macho Man was first there, you know, and WWF and, and coming through, uh, you know, and being, well, I mean, he's a bigger star from what I remember from the mm-hmm. first fucking shows that I'd watched, you know, and then obviously going to WCW and seeing him there and thinking, my God, he used to be the Macho Man. I just always felt like when I watched the WCW stuff, that it was a shell of who he was in WWE, you know. Um, bone saw is ready. for three minutes. He's massive, man, isn't he? Like? Huge. Huge, um, but I just absolutely adore Randy Savage as a, as a wrestler. You know, I, I just love watching some of his old stuff and stuff like that. So you, when I watch things like this, it just angers me. <laughs> I, I, I always remember watching a clip of his WWF debut. Um, he just he beats this jobber. Fuck knows who he is. But after the match, um, all heel managers, I think there's like four or five heel managers, all came into the ring to try and get his service. So oh, they're wow. all offering him that kind of stuff. And think, well, like, that's a major, major. Kind of push right there. That's a way to put you over mm-hmm. back in those days, mm-hmm. especially you know yeah, if you were trying to get you. Yeah, no, I like that. Um, so either match, um, Rodman uh, takes takes control, uh, <laughs> very much walking brawl. Um, 
he throws Macho Man around on the outside before hitting a back elbow and a short arm clothesline in the ring. Uh, not bad, could do better. Uh, Russian Life Sleep Sweep was pretty good and a nonchalant pin with a pose like fucking Velveteen Dream. I was like, oh my god, man, this, guy, <laughs> this guy's a fucking mark. Um, <laughs> he knows how to work the crowd. I've, I've saw a lot worse in the first fucking match, or prop, first time I've saw them, you know, like these celebrity guys that come in. Mm-hmm. I've saw worse, a hell of a lot worse. Um, I've saw a couple better, but I mean, come on. <laughs> he's a big guy. He's like a bit. He's a big clumsy guy for being an, an NBA star. You know what I mean? He is. He's, he's uh, not. He's not scared of a bump. You know, that's the one thing about no, no, obviously you know, doing a Russian leg sweep and stuff like that. He ain't, he ain't afraid to hit the mat. Um, well, that's that's. You know, I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's his kind of role anyway. So he's just to throwing himself about. Um, yeah. Can I? Yeah. So he needs to be able to take the take it as well as dish it out. So this is a, a referee slaughtering this oh, match. This is mental, man. Fucking hell, man. Uh, so how many referees get four, knocked out in this one? Four referee bumps to four different referees. What? Oh, every, everyone deliberate as well. Oh, um, I don't understand that at all. Even Knocking out the referees for whatever reason. From both heel and face. Why would you keep running out as a referee if you know you're going to get attacked? Uh, that's what I thought as well. I mean, surely we just fucking stop running out. Like, just let them go on, mate. Um, Madness. Um, uh, they head to the back. Uh, Savage puts Rodman in a porta potty and gets shakes over his boots. Um, Rodman comes back in the ring. He comes off the top. Savage ducks it away and we get another referee going down. It's like I was getting quite excited when he went up and I thought this is going to be a nice wee thing. And no, another <laughs> <laughs> ref goes down. Uh, ref number five. <laughs> um, Goddess George comes down and hands Savage a chain. That's his valet at the time. Um, he smacks Rodman in the nuts and oh, sorry, she smacks Rodman in the nuts. And he hits him with the chain, um, and that gets the win because obviously he ain't doing the GOB on Rodman. <laughs> um, it makes Macho look like a total heel because not mean, only why, why would you need a chain to beat this guy who's no wrestler? Exactly. Why uh, faces with female valets don't work? It's just a heel thing. It's just so over the place. Mm. This match. Um, it is, but it's an easy million dollar payoff for Rodman. So lovely stuff. Yeah. Uh, how, how do you think he did on in terms of? I thought he looked relaxed. Mm, he's better outside the ring than he is inside at Rodman. I liked him as I liked his shenanigans in the outside. Yeah. Um when he was doing that, but keep him out of the match, keep him out of the ring. Um, as, as far as um celebrity matches go, not bad. Not bad. <laughs> Seven out of ten. Uh, <laughs> okay then I'll I'll give you that. It was it was no big show Mayweather, let's put it that way. Oh no, no, no. That that's the that's the benchmark. It wasn't he up there. Um so uh, the the real main event, uh, <laughs> the um, the American man Hulk Hogan, <laughs> got red, white, blue running through his veins. That was Jimmy Hart. It's got to be, got oh, to be. And he was born um, and raised in the U.S. of A. <laughs> so I uh, basically a uh, 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 WCW fied uh, American, mm-hmm. real American theme song yes. basically. Um, Taking on big sexy Kevin Nash, I consider skipping this, but I, I really, I really <laughs> did want to, but I didn't want to eat in shirts. I thought I'll watch it. Um, <laughs> Hogan back in the red and yellow. Uh, oh, right. So, see, we're talking about memes of WCW. This is one of my earliest memes of WCW. Uh, with obviously watching it at the time, right? So, <laughs> the nitro. I see that the nitro before or the one before that, right? Hogan is sitting in the back. He's in the locker room, right? He's looking all fucking kind of, you know, lonesome and lethargic and he's thinking things over. Um, and <laughs> this just random kid comes into the locker room and the kid happens to have Hogan's red and yellow gear. Ah, right. Uh, and he just hands it to Hogan. And apparently that is enough to snap Hogan out his NW well, Hollywood gimmick. 
they they've explained on this. Well, that's explained. They just mentioned that it was his son. Apparently, yes, um, yes. They, I, know, I heard they dropped that bit in, but obviously I hadn't seen an intro. You know, but you think they could have done a bit a better job of that? I mean, yes. you know, even if it was just his son coming in and giving him it and saying, "Dad, you know, maybe you should uh, turn face." You know what I mean? Like... Ah, yeah, and that's it. That would, have, that would have been enough. But just fucking some random wing just walking. Who happens to have Hogan's adult yeah. gear? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I can see maybe if we came in with like a bandana with the red and yellow on it, or the or... the fucking the, what'd you call it the the thing he puts around his neck. Um, oh, no, the big fucking the boa, the boa, boa leather, the, the yeah. feather boa, Aye. feather boa. Nah. It was just, it was just, I didn't realise this was a pay per view before the turn happened. I was like, oh, I remember that. So <laughs> <probably>. <laughs> oh, amazing, fucking amazing. That would have been on. That would have been on like. Fucking, I don't know, Channel 5, WCW Worldwide wow, on a yeah. Friday night after Fort Boyard. Yes, that's how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, loved the Hollywood Hogan sign. I thought that was uh, definitely mm-hmm. happy mm-hmm. by WCW. <laughs> <laughs> so, what I was thinking, as soon as this match started, well, the ring announcements like that, as if you've not wasted enough money, here's fucking Bruce Michael Buffer. Buffer. Oh, Michael Buffer. Sorry. Michael Buffer, yeah, yeah. <sighs> the, the lesser one, according to you. I disagree, but here we are. Absolutely. Uh, this is him earning these uh, 300 grand for two, for two minutes worth of announcing. He says, and I quote, Kevin Nash is the best big man ever. What's your thoughts on that statement, Mark? <laughs> Speechless. Uh, Bruce Buffer is definitely the best buffer. Um, <laughs> oh, speechless. I, mm. I love, I love, and I, I, won't, I won't credit Cornet too much on this, but I love um, his story about when they tried to do the fake Diesel. So he watched back Kevin Nash's clips to get the move set and stuff like that. And including the hair flick, he could only find five. Well, <laughs> Mark, I hate to tell you, but I've got them listed. <laughs> oh, I got them. Go <laughs> on, like go on. Eight is the answer in this match. He delivers eight different moves in a 12-minute match. Does he include the hair flick? He didn't do the hair flick. Oh, he only... I mean, that's, that's the best move in his arsenal. I mean, and that's, that's what I thought. Right, test of strength. <laughs> the big I mean, that's Hogan's. <laughs> uh, well, well, I was thinking that, and I was I was debating to myself whether to include it or not, but Nash instigated it, so... It's right, okay, okay. The big knee in the corner. Mm-hmm. Elbow or punch variant, I'm going to include them as one. That's when he steps across in the corner, the, isn't it? Yes, the big back <laughs> elbow or a punch. There, That's one move. The big boot choke, also in the corner. Mm-hmm. An eye poke. The side slam. Yep. Leg drop into the ropes. And the jackknife powerbomb. And that, that seems about right. That is it. Well done. Yep. Um, oddly enough, though... Best big man oh, in the business, though. Well, <laughs> Fuck off. It was much more than I thought it was going to be, but Hogan actually hits less moves than this. Um, <laughs> which is astounding. It was, um, it's, it's, if you've ever watched an American Hogan match, which most wrestling fans have at one point in their life, test of strength, pose, ultra animated, eight mm-hmm. minutes of match with nothing happening. Mm-hmm. He'll take control for a while. Yeah. Has the big finish. Hogan kicks out, hulks yeah. up, big boot, big drop, retains the world championship. That was Hogan's matches against many, many people from the eighties yes. into the nineties. This is this match follows suit exactly. Oh, hundred percent. Uh, Nash, we'll just go straight to the finish because you've described it perfectly there. Uh, Nash hits a jackknife, which is apparently the best power bomb in the business, delivered by the best big man in the business. That's a lot of bees. I've got a couple of more for these bastards. <laughs> Bob bags. Aye. Uh, Hogan hulks up, hits a leg drop for the win. Absolute utter shite, and I hate how much the crowd pops for it. This match in the late eighties, fantastic. Crowd will go wild. Millions would tune in to see Hogan overcome another big guy. 
this is 1999. WWF are running riot. <laughs> well, why are you still on this? Just to put it into perspective, what's going on, on the other side of the fence right now? Uh, WWF SummerSlam two weeks later delivered Stone Cold Steve Austin champion versus Triple H versus Mankind in the main event for the WWF title. I mean, three yeah. talents that weren't there four years ago. Exactly. And they've got a guy here who was, heyday, was 15 years prior to this. Yep. I, I mean, it's no wonder they crash and burn, let's be fucking honest, you know, mm-hmm. let's, let's be quite frank as that. Um, as a show, one of the worst we've watched. Um, right, so I mentioned this earlier on, we're, we're, we need to look at this objectively. Calling, yep. this, a pay, calling this a pay-per-view is incorrect. Uh, it's a free event that's a glorified house show, in all honesty. That's that's just what it is. Um, so looking at that for that perspective... Um, uh, it's still a fucking train wreck. Uh, <laughs> I, I, just, I mean, every match was average at best or a good TV match. You know, it, it, felt, it just felt very, very flat for me. I, I'm not even willing to go through it match by match because I thought they were all very much on par or mm-hmm. being pretty okay. average or pish, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I'm interested in what you've graded this, though. Um, so on that... Um, I gave it a D minus, and that was me being fucking generous. I've got to be honest with you. Um, I, I I I set myself as saying right, if, if C C minus is the is an average show, then I'm going to just mark this one down to a D minus. I, I I did have it at an E. Um, I didn't know that was an applicable grade. <laughs> yes, I was I was going to go to F, and I thought no, let's let's drop somewhere in the middle. Um, but I went right D minus, which I think is the lowest I've given a show, but it was. Just absolutely nothing to shout about. Um, nothing to come away from thinking, I'm glad I watched that. You know, it just felt like a fucking waste of time, to have been honest with you. Must yeah. be better. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, I've always given it my lowest grade ever. Um, I thought I was being harsh giving it a D, just straight up D. Because um, you seem to enjoy this a lot more than what I did, which is odd. I enjoyed, um, it. I enjoyed it in the reason that I was pissed myself laughing through most of it mm, and how fucking ridiculous it was. Well, but in fair. terms of a show, you know, if, if, if I sat down with somebody who wasn't a huge wrestling fan and they were watching that with me, they'd be like, what the fuck is this? Because yeah. a lot of it was, I mean, at least sometimes when you watch a show, right, which has, in terms of storyline quality, not very much, or even mm-hmm. star power, not very much. But the wrestling's good. There was no good wrestling on this fucking show. I mean, the the, two, the last two minutes of the Benoit match, it's, you know, if you, if you, you could probably cherry pick some parts of the first match. Yeah, I'd I'd argue that the one good moment in this pay-per-view was the opening match. Uh, that would be my hill to die on on this pay-per-view. Um, everything else just got progressively worse. Um, and I am once again sorry for suggesting this event. Yeah, WCW are now on a, a one-month ban. Um, yeah, I'm on, from, I'm from... <laughs> One time out. <laughs> uh, send in for uh, the foreseeable future. We'll be back for Halloween Havoc in October. Don't you worry. <laughs> That's, that'll be penciled in. We'll be back in October with WCW. Until then, you will not be having any WCW. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll finish my piece then with a quote from uh, Art O'Donnell, who criticises the event as a financial blunder <laughs> and uh, said that WCW um, held a yearly pay-per-view at a biker rally with zero live gate just so Eric Bischoff could be around his love of motorcycles. There we go. Well, that sums it up absolutely perfectly. Um, so, in terms of where we're at with the podcasting right now, um, we're on the road to SummerSlam. Um, so, the next show that we'll be dropping is SummerSlam 2005. Yes, it's Hogan Michaels. <laughs> this this summer fest. Yes, I picked that one. 
because uh, <laughs> I wanted the shirt to suffer um, through Hogan and Michaels. Uh, <laughs> you know, I always used to complain that we couldn't get rid of Mysterio. It is now becoming a part of becoming a fucking Hulk Hogan. <laughs> um, we'll also um, hopefully be doing this year's SummerSlam if it's worthy. If it's not worthy, it can fuck off. Uh, <laughs> after, uh, the if it's a repeat of Extreme Rules, then there yeah. will be an alternative in the works. Absolutely. Um, and then we'll be into September and we'll be dropping all sorts in September, including our first day of an ECW. We'll keep that one under wraps, I think, sure. But really looking forward to that one. Yes. Um, yes. Our first day of into Extreme. Um, because we refused to do WCW any longer. We thought we might as going to another fucking side of the fence. Um, but at least I think we'll maybe get some good wrestling on that one. I hope so. Uh, so thanks very much for joining me again, Stuart. Uh, not a problem. Always a pleasure. And we'll be back next week. SummerSlam 2005. Take care of yourselves. <laughs>